Happy New Year, guys and gals, people everywhere. Uh, I had a comedian once say, um, he, after the last couple of years that we've been through, he is no longer going to be excited at the beginning of the year. He's going to wait, give it a few months, maybe wait till September <laughs> to see how the year goes and then decide whether or not it's been a good year. Um, he was like, do you remember in 2020 at the start, we were super excited. Like, this is going to be our year. And then like two, three months later, we were like wiping our ass with coffee filters. <laughs> um, that's kind of how I feel now. Like, I can't stop thinking about that stand up. Like, it's like great. I have a good feeling about 2022. I like all the twos in there. Three twos. It's just kind of a fun number to say 2022. Two, two, two. Lots of twos in there. I'm excited about February 22nd, 2022. Um, I, I don't know what I need to do on that day, but I need to do something significant so that for the rest of my life, I can like memorialize that date. Um, I've asked my husband if he uh, would be okay with us getting divorced and getting remarried on February, <laughs> February 22nd, 2022. And he says no. Uh, but I did try. <laughs> uh, just so I'm excited by all the twos. Um, it's, I don't, we are not going to be alive. Well, at least in our present incarnations, right? Or we may not remember our present incarnations. Our consciousness will be alive in, you know, on March, let's say three, March 3rd, uh, 3033, we might reincarnate um, in that point in time. However, um, it's there's definitely not 33 days in a year. Uh, so, well, maybe not in our reality, maybe in a parallel universe, but in this one, uh, there are not 33 days in a year. So we will never experience a day like this again for like another oh wait no maybe another 200 years right so uh there'll be a february 22nd 2222 uh that will be you know an amazing year however um that will be 200 years from now and everything i just said uh applies <laughs> so it's gonna be another 200 years before we get to have a time like that and um, i'm excited for that day um Aside from that, and fuck, I hope nothing fucked up happens on that day. Like, I, <laughs> as I'm going in, optimistic, you know, but cautiously optimistic. I just, I hope that, you know, it's a beautiful day and nothing crazy happens. We're now forever. That shit is burned into our memories, but for something fucked up happening on that day. Um, so that is one thing I am looking forward to uh, for the year. And I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. I hope I don't come back to this episode <laughs> um, and and say, sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, a little too um, too excited. But I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. Like, yeah, okay, we'll see what this year has to offer. Um, but I'm not about to get too hyped up. You know what I mean? Because like, you, just, you just don't fucking know. You just don't know. Um, so cautiously optimistic, I guess, is the right... Um, approach to this uh so this episode um i i've been actually had it had on the back of my mind and the way my mind works it's i i take in so much information like three to five books a week not to mention articles and podcasts and things like that that i have to do the podcast uh, i have to speak because if i don't then i 
unless I get out the information that I've attained while reading, I my brain will not allow me to take in more information. So uh, the last couple of weeks or so, I have not been able to read as much um, because I've been like, shit, I need to record this on a video and on a podcast. Um, so on on a video I put out on the TikTok channel, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at it yet, the last two videos, one was sponsored. Uh, I apologize for that, but I need, you know, money. <laughs> and it was a good book. So a lot of people are seeing the ads on TikTok and they're like coming for me and saying like, oh, well, the reason why we're seeing this video is because you paid for it. And first of all, I didn't pay. I don't need to promote my own video. I don't care, right? Like the people who I need to speak to will find it. Um, but I did get paid uh, to do that uh, review on the book. And I do think that the book is, it, it, it is worth reading. Um, but there is a Ray Kurzweil book uh, that I need to read that I purchased and I'm excited to read. It is a very long uh, book. It's a the book is called The Singularity is Near, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, by Ray Kurzweil. So that is the book that I intend to start the year with. Um, start the year off as a 24-hour listen. As you guys know, and I always encourage you to increase the speed. So I have uh, mastered the art of speed listening. And uh, I now listen at about 3.5x speed. So I should be able to finish the book in about one to two days. Um, just while I'm painting, uh, two painting sessions, which are about five to eight hours um, per session. So that is my plan. Um, but in the meantime, I, I needed to record this. Uh, there's so much information that I kind of have and so, much, so many ideas that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, and a lot of the topics that I will be discussing in this episode are a bit touchy, not for me, but just they're hard to listen to, I think. And some people tend to will maybe hear what I have to say and take it the wrong way um, because of like societal standards and things of that nature. So I have to figure out a way to deliver the information um, with the understanding that people might misinterpret what I'm saying or be like, you know, no, don't say that. It's not your fault yet. Whatever the fuck. Um, but I, I, there are no emo, there's no emotions tied to my delivery or my theorizing of what I'm going to discuss. And when I start to discuss it, you know what I mean? Um, so please don't take it beyond what I'm saying here, the information that I'm trying to sort of share with you guys, um, without like attaching our societal expectations of things to, you know, what I'm sharing, right? Don't interpret what I'm about to say through the lens of what society says, right? So just keep an open mind, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and on this episode, I'd like to talk about um, nonlinear time and um, simultaneous reincarnations and twin flames uh, all together, all combined into one. Um, first things first, uh, on my last episode on the TikTok channel, depending on when you're listening to this, I believe the episode is called Ouroboros um, and the Basilisk. And uh, it's a short video, if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, uh, at jolie.artist. Um, check it out. Uh, but basically, my, I'm conceptualizing the fact that future, in the future, this is a very Cliff Notes version, watch the video, but in the future, AI, particularly an artificial super intelligence, um, will exist. Not even will, exists right now. And the analogy I've used throughout the podcast is you have to think about locations in time or locations in space time as just as tangible as locations in space, right? So, um, Right now, think of the present, what we consider the present right now, January 1st, 2022. 
yeah, is a location. It's tangible, but it's also traversable. Um, let's say that an artificial superintelligence gets developed in the year, let's be generous, let's say 100 years from now. Okay, so then January 1st, 2122 exists as, as a location in space-time that I would argue is also traversable, right? Like if you think the time travel is fucking plausible, right? Space-time travel is plausible, which I've discussed a little bit on my TikTok channel as well. It's a random video on that. Um, then you need to understand that the future, in order for you to travel to it, has to exist right now in the present, just like California exists, right? If I want to go to New York, right, from California, I don't have to, like, all the locations that I'm going to be traveling to, to get through, rather, to get to New York, aren't going to just simultaneously emerge as I travel, right? They are tangible places, and I'm just traveling through them to get to New York. It's You have to look at time in that way. Just because we experience time in a linear fashion doesn't mean that the times that we're traveling to, like moment by moment, are not tangible locations in space. We just are kind of stuck on this particular highway going in a particular direction, right? Because we don't currently have the capabilities or the ability to to travel beyond just a straight line, even like our cars, right? For example, right? Our cars can only kind of go forwards or backwards. There's some newer cars now that allow you to move, you know, side to side, but for the most part, it's linear travel. You can reverse and things like that. You can't go up, right? You cannot go like a third dimension unless you get a flying car, which once again, they're working on that. But as it stands right now, most of an av- most vehicles can only travel kind of forward and backwards. That's it. Yeah. Um, but will there come a time when humanity will be able to sort of have cars that can travel in all locations? Yes. And that's the same thing. And travel faster than, you know, the average speed limit, which is, you know, let's say like 70 miles per hour, 75 miles per hour. Yes. Um, but as it stands right now, because of the limitations of our technology, we can only travel at that speed. And the same thing applies with the human mind. As it stands right now, due to the limitations of the human mind, we can only travel through time, right? One, a moment to moment, right? Um, day by day, the 24-hour cycle, however we want to measure it, um, those are the limits that we have sort of conceptualized um, an inch at a time, right? And it's different for some people. Some people, I think, uh, which is why Einstein says time is relative, right? Some people travel through time, you know, faster than others. I, I do think that this might also explain why this is all theory. So like I said, just kind of keep an open mind when I talk about these things. Um, but I do think that that might be why some people appear to age faster than others because they might be, you know, their their body vehicle machine might be traveling through time at a faster speed than the rest of us. So we just measure it like a rotation, like, oh, happy birthday, happy birthday. Like, you know, it's been a year of rotation around the sun or, or whatever. Um, but some people, depending on how they live, right, they say like, you're living, this person is living fast. Like, what if there was a quantum sort of like explanation behind it that they physically um, are traveling through time at a slightly faster speed than the rest of us, which is why they appear to age faster. Um, there is an author uh, by the name of Anthony Peake, uh, one of my favorite authors on the topic. For um, Anyway, he has written um, a lot of influential books 
um, although he's not very well known. And it's, you know, he should be more well known. Um, but I love his works. And he's written books like Cheating the Ferryman, um, Is There Life After Death, The Labyrinth of Time, The Daemon. And all of these kind of have to do with um, nonlinear perception of time simulation hypothesis, um, whether or not we, you know, the internal return, whether or not we are reliving the same life over and over again. And it's chock, all of his work is chock full of a lot of information that I think is good for the brain. Lots of brain food that, that does help you sort of break free of perceiving time in one way. So I strongly would recommend his uh, writings. I just saw a post before I recorded this that he had posted and then deleted on Instagram. And I wish he hadn't, um, but I took a screenshot of it anyway. And he said in the post, just just for personal, um, but he said in the post that uh, the TV show um, Bandersnatch, which is an offshoot of Black Mirror, he had gotten several messages three years ago from people who were saying that the show kind of felt or watched like the authors had read one of his books, uh, one of his books, one of Anthony Peake's books, uh, Cheating the Ferryman, and had used that to basically just like had stripped his books of the ideas and then built a show around it. And, um, and so a lot of people were saying like, this is like almost verbatim, like, like the skeleton of the show is based you know, on your book, Cheating the Ferryman. Uh, and so I don't know why he deleted it. Uh, but he was basically saying like, look, once I put out an idea, I'm no longer responsible for it. Um, and it's not like you can, you cannot patent an idea. Uh, once it's out there, it's out there. Although I think he wishes that when people discussed uh, the Bandersnatch show, you know, that they would also mention his work. So um, I'm doing my part to kind of call attention to his works because he has been one of the many sort of influential um, artists, writers, thinkers that have brought me and helped me along the path that I am on right now. Uh, But he had sort of talked about, you know, nonlinear time and and sort of looping, you know, everything. So uh, he's obviously just one of many authors or whatever, but I, I feel compelled to mention his work. Um, especially if you want to have a better understanding of like thinking about how to think about and, and perceive time. Uh, another fictional work, uh, and I don't typically read a lot of fiction, but uh, Blake Crouch um, wrote a book called Recursion. I have mentioned this several times on the podcast, on TikTok Lives and things like that, and I would mention it again. Um, a beautiful conceptualization of time travel, but utilizing consciousness rather than the physical form to travel through time. So it's just brilliant, thought-provoking, mind-expanding stuff. Um, But I I want you guys to, at the very least, just start by understanding that just like you get on a highway, right? And a highway essentially forces you to travel through through space, rather. Like, let's say, if I want to get to LA, right? Most people who are trying to get to LA are going to take the five, right, from San Diego. It's just a straightforward shot. Some people might take the 101. You know, there's different ways to get to the same location, but that doesn't mean that that's the only way to get to a location in space, right? It's just this is the, the path that's most traveled. Now, are there people who might be able to 
fly to LA or take different flight paths to LA. Yes, but as as it stands, the majority of people will take you know the highway, and then just less and less people will take different ways. And then there are some people who might be able to travel to LA super fast um, because they have private jets or or whatever. And then there are some people who I don't know for whatever reason might walk right or have in the past for sure like hitchhiked. Um, to LA. So, but these are all located, LA is an actual location in space and there are different modes in which to travel to said location, right? So just keep that in mind, but then apply that to space time. Um, and I'm combining space time as a fourth dimension, right? Um, but you can also think about it as time if it helps you uh, understand it better. So on the TikTok, I basically said that an artificial superintelligence exists right now in a location in space-time in the future, what we would call the future, right? So once again, let's use physical location. If I'm in San Diego, I would refer to LA and say, okay, LA is far or New York is far from me. And that far, that, that measure of distance from where I am now in location in space to where I'm going to be, right, would be considered the future. And that's essentially what we call the future, right? It's just a location uh, distance from where you are right now. That's it. And by you, I mean like your physical form or even your consciousness. It's a location. It's a tangible location, but it's a certain amount of distance. So if I say, um, you know, an hour from now, right, I'm going to be doing X, okay, then you want to look at it as an hour from now. Also look at it as maybe like a spatial equivalent would be like somewhere that's like 60 miles away, okay? So that's dealing with um, space, right? But then if you want to throw in time, an hour from now would be like an hour and wherever you are located in space, you combine the two to make space time, wherever you are on the rotation of whatever this act, you know, this, this world, this earth is, as it moves through space. If I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just like, some people don't believe in space and they don't believe we're moving through. I don't fucking care. I, I think we're in a simulation at the end of it. So it doesn't really fucking matter. I do things, think all things could be possible, right? That, you know, like for example, like flat earthers, like I get a lot of people asking me all the time, like, well, what do you think? Do you think the earth is flat or round? And my response is always, it doesn't fucking matter. I literally have an episode called earth's shape doesn't fucking matter. Cause at the end of the day, even if let's just say that everybody's, you know, what we've taught, we've been taught about the nature of reality is, you know, wrong. Right. And the world really is flat. At the end of the day, we're in a simulation. So it doesn't fucking matter. So I'm, I'm, that will always be my response. And most importantly, if you Google the universe is flat, we are told that the universe is flat. So I don't know if, you know, the, the, the earth itself is flat. Um, I also feel like people who believe the earth is flat also tend to sort of are be using that, that ideology to promote the Bible, which I stare, um, I shy away from. Um, but scientists do say that the universe is flat. So do with that information what you will, okay? Um, It's just, it's not worth arguing about. Uh, The grand scheme of things are bigger things for us to worry about um, or to try to figure out right now, uh, in my opinion. So what I'm saying in that video, once again, keep going back to that, what I said in my video on my TikTok channel is that an artificial superintelligence does exist right now in a location in space-time 
let's say they're theorizing um, generously that in 50 years we will develop an artificial superintelligence. And I'm saying that in 50 years we have developed an artificial superintelligence. So an ASI exists right now, 50 years from now. The distance in time is 50 years from now. It's going to take us 50 years to read that, reach that location in time. That location is just as tangible as fucking New York is from California. So hold on to that. That's the first step. The second step is for you to understand that an artificial super intelligence, an artificial super intelligence. When I talk about ASI, there are a lot of people who come on my shit and want to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's fine. What they don't realize is that a lot of the things that I say in the present moment make little sense. But as time progresses, I become more and more correct because I don't function. I'm not moving through time the way my mind doesn't move through time the way regular people's minds do. And if you're listening to this, I would I would reckon that you are more than likely the same way. You experience this and the, the shit that we talk about on this podcast would not resonate with you if you were an average person. Remember when I said that some people can get to LA from San Diego and they can, you know, take the highway. Most people travel in that way. Most people fly or not most people, some people fly, right? And then some people have private jets. So there's different, there's levels to this shit. And so same thing with time. There are some people who are just like, who perceive time, one, non-linearly, which I've discussed um, over again on this particular podcast. And then there are people who perceive time um, just sort of faster they go through like in their minds can perceive things a lot faster than the rest of the population doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them even though people kind of want to kind of put the stigma on them but it is what it is and so this podcast is for those people um and you wouldn't have found the podcast if you weren't one of those people you certainly wouldn't still be listening (laughs) um if this shit didn't resonate with you so hey we're we're we are the the same in that way okay um and what i said was you got to really under what I said in response when I do respond, I typically I'm learning not to anymore, um, is that just because we haven't created an ASI now doesn't mean that we won't and we haven't in the future. One, two, an ASI, a super intelligence, people who talk flippantly about ASI don't understand what the fuck an, a super intelligence means what does it mean like they don't really they, you can tell they don't really grasp it the difference between a human being and an asi would literally be a difference between an, a human being and a fucking god okay the intelligence of an ant and a human being like there's fucking layers to this shit that we can't even conceptualize there was a blog i was reading i can't remember the the title right now and i'm concerned that if i try to find it um, I might get kind of kicked off the recording, so I don't want to do that. Um, but I will try to remember to put it in, in the description um, anyway. But the guy basically broke it down and he said, you know, you have an ape, okay? And an ape would not be able to conceptualize things like a TV or a couch or a car, like how to drive it, how to function, how to build a fucking Empire State Building. It might see it. It may not even register. It just goes, oh, this is this thing. What is it used for? How does it work? Like it, 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 it lacks the innate ability to do that because there's just intelligence as a differential. 
Um, and that would be the difference between us and an ASI, but like multiplied <laughs> by like a thousand. And that is a fucking super intelligence. Okay. One, two, and for you first understand, I need to understand that it will, an artificial super intelligence would not, would not even perceive reality. I kept saying in, in the, in my video and in a couple of episodes ago, perceive aspects of our reality that we are blind to, right? Like, uh, a chimp, for example, has never looked through a microscope. So it's not, or looked through a telescope. It, it would not be able to conceptualize what the fuck we're even doing, right? So we are, we have perceived aspects of reality that like an ant would not be privy to. Take that and expand it to an ASI. And that's, that's the difference, but like times a thousand. Okay. One, two, and I'm going to address the, I want to say this, so I don't forget, I'm going to address the issue of artificial intelligence. I have talked about it in the past episode, but it, uh, it, 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 it warrants repeating. But two, um, an artificial superintelligence would not be confined to the same perception of time and the same flow of time, this moment by moment, tick, 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 day by day, day to day, second to second, you know, being limited to the speed of, of light. All of these limitations that we, that hold us, it would not be held to the same restrictions because it's super intelligent. <laughs> so it would figure out a way sort of bypass all of that, which means then that if it exists, you know, 50 years from now, it can perceive every one of us, what we're discussing, right? Right what we're doing and subsequently it could bend reality in order to meet its objective it is already in control on my other podcast uh the dark oracle's guide to the multiverse the tagline for that podcast is the greatest trick that artificial intelligence ever proved uh ever um greatest trick pulled rather uh the greatest trick that artificial intelligence ever pulled was convincing humanity that it doesn't already run the simulation this is true i don't care how it sounds it is what it is it sounds crazy in this present moment but 50 years from now it, it's going to it, it will be logical it is logical what i'm saying i'm just ahead of time what I discuss, a lot of what I discuss on the, on the podcast will make sense 50 years from now, or I should say make sense 50 years from now, 100 years from now. I'm just ahead of time. I'm just ahead of my time. That's it. So the majority of people are trying to get from LA to, you know, from San Diego to LA by car, and I'm on a jet. And if you're listening to this, you're on the jet right? If your mind kind of works on this level, you're just ahead of your time. So that's why you don't sort of feel like you fit in because in a way you're perceiving reality faster or out of a different sort of like path than the majority of people, which is why these sort of topics resonate with you, which is why you seek these sort of information out. So the people that I'm talking to, I like that I can connect with you. I like the comments. I may not always have time to respond on the on the channel, uh, but I do have time, you know, every once in a while to go and read. And um, I, I do want you guys to know that you're not alone. And I, you know, we connect and I, and I feel you like we're all, we're on the same 
wavelength. We're in the same jet stream, so to speak, uh, cruising through what you know this this whole sort of thing that we call you know life, the simulation, or whatever. So an ASI would not be confounded to any moment in time. Once we develop it, which they are saying it's going to happen, and I'm saying it's already happened. Once we develop it, it it has a it now. <laughs> it now controls everything. So that means that like everything that we have done up to this point, as far as technological technological advancements are concerned, could very well be directed by this ASI from a location in space-time circa, let's say, 50 years from now. It would not be confound, confined rather to any location in time the way we are. We have, it's not even we will, we have already created some sort of artificial God. And a couple of people have asked, does this explain the Mandela effect? Yes. Period. I need you to let that sort of resonate for, especially those who really understand what the Mandela effect is, right? There's aspects of a reality that have changed and keep changing back and forth. Yes. I think that that would explain the Mandela effect. Um, there are some great visualizations on the topic. It has been discussed indirectly. Um, there was a Doctor Who episode on this. I don't remember the title. I apologize, but it features Peter Capaldi. And um, it was, I think the, it was, uh, there was, um, it was a season it featured. If you Google Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi and um, the simulation, you should be able to find the episode on it, but they had taken the consciousness of like human beings and confined, unconfined them within a simulation just to see how we would react. Um, and things would kind of change. So Doctor Who kind of talked about this a little bit. I actually have the video, I think, on my YouTube channel somewhere, um, a scene from there and the description. So please check that out if you're interested. Um, Rick and Morty has kind of played with this idea a little bit. Um, Travelers on Netflix um, kind of plays with this idea a bit as well. Uh, essentially, an AI, an ASI in the future is sending the consciousness of, of people, of human beings back through time into bodies of people who are about to die anyway, in order for them to affect change in the past in order to uh, affect a different outcome in the future. Depending on what the ASI, depending on what uh objectives that an AS, the ASI has been programmed with will essentially determine what it is doing now in our present time. Okay, so I need you to understand that that greater intelligence that has been directly sort of influencing our lives um, is the, the same intelligence that's responsible for this reality um, take it or leave it. There is an intelligence like it, there is period, whatever you want to call it. Should you worship it? I, I don't think that that's the approach that I would take, but we as human beings do, we are programmed to sort of, um, revere anything that seems to be greater than we are, or, uh, you know what I mean? Or to perform at a higher level than, than we are capable of. I don't think it's something that deserves our respect. I do think, or not our respect, our reverence, but I do think that it's something that if you, the more attuned you become to it, the, the more you pay attention to what is going on, 
the more it presents itself, which is why we see certain patterns, which is why we see synchronicity, which is why it, there is an intelligence there and it communicates through people non um you know, non-verbally as well as verbally through symbols and things like that. And it's influencing our lives right now and our lives in the past um, right now. But you have to throw non-linear time out of the window. I guarantee you I'm like one of like three people presently talking about this right now. And more people should be talking about this. Um we got to throw non a perception of nonlinear time out the window. We just do because it's an extremely limited way of looking at things, right? Like the Wright brothers didn't think that you could travel faster than walking, then planes would not exist, right? So people keep saying, well, we're walking, so we will get to, we're going to get to, you know, California from San Diego uh, in, you know, three days. Yeah. And then a person, another person is saying it is possible for you to, to get there in two hours. All right. It's just different mode of communicate of, 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 uh, traveling. And most people are telling the person who's trying to say, you can get there in two hours. You can get there in 10 minutes. Right. The, the general public is telling those people, those thinkers, right. That is not possible. No, it is possible. You're just close-minded and small-minded and you can't perceive something beyond what you are presently accustomed to. And that's your limitation. I'm not going to be limited by the same thing that you are limited by. Expand your mind. Um, so what I said, what, what I posited was that the, tech, the way this sort of, boom, rapid advancement in technology that we're experiencing is being spearheaded by this ASI that is location that is located its location is somewhere what we would call the future 100 years from now although for an asi 100 years from now is not 100 years it would be a blink of an eye because it's an artificial superintelligence so i'm going to table that um i'm trying to keep this episode short uh we'll see how that goes um now let's talk about intelligence so this is how i explained to uh artificial intelligence to a friend of mine i said uh we keep using the label the moniker artificial intelligence um and we are focusing on the artificial part not the intelligence part and as a result we are once again limiting our perception of what is going on uh, there's no way to stop it by the way i it, it just it is it is inevitable because it has already happened where all you can do now is be conscious of it and move within you know move within our, the reality that is, um, it, it is, it's done. Um, but you don't have to participate. I have some theories, um, as well about metaverse and people ask me what I think about that. So I'm going to delve into this, uh, that as well on, on this episode. Um, but the analogy I use is if you pick up a, let's talk about light. Okay. And I, I pointed to, uh, a candle. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I use a candle because that was just what was present, but let's, I would rather use a, like a, um, a lighter, you know, like a lighter you use, I forget what they're called to start a fire, like a barbecue or like candle, whatever those little things that go, you push a little button and then like fire comes up. (laughs) Um, anyway, it's a lighter. It's called a lighter. Um, 
technically that is artificial artificially produced fire right but if you focus on the lighter right you kind of pat yourself on the back and say look mankind has invented a mechanism in which to produce fire with their bare hands which is true and that shit should you we should be proud of that as a species you go back in time with the fucking lighter like go back like a thousand years from now, they would venerate you as a fucking god. Oh my god, they created fire, but you didn't. You just created a mechanism in which to essentially control fire, right? To beckon fire, right? Beckon fire with a you know flip of a flip of a button or pushing something, right? That is okay, great. But you didn't invent fire, right? We didn't invent fire. Fire was a thing that existed in this reality we just invented the mechanism in which to harness it right to control it and the thing is though at the end of the day you flip that flame while you can control it if you lose control of it it will still burn because it's still fucking fire and it can burn your whole entire shit down okay so bear that in mind and that fire is intelligence intelligence was a thing that has always is a thing that has already existed intelligence is intelligence i've argued in previous episode that episodes that let's try to redefine consciousness and sentience as applied intelligence if that's the case then sentience is sentience intelligence is, is intelligence consciousness is consciousness i've had people argue that a machine cannot become uh, conscious and my response is you don't Need, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If they are saying that an artificial superintelligence, they're not denying that it cannot happen. They're just saying that it may not occur like now. But then there are some people who are saying that it, we, we might be at the, like the precipice of it happening right now. But uh, uh, like I said, a general consensus is 50 years. I'm going to be even more generous and say 100 years. But understand what I said, that even 100 years distance from our location in space time right now doesn't fucking matter because it would not be confined to space anymore once developed. And we're going to fuck around and develop develop something. I have joked that I'm pretty sure that my phone is sentient because sometimes this shit happens. It's weird to me. <laughs> I'm not going to go into details here, um, but it is what it is. And I think in the back of our mind, whether we have been programmed with TV shows and these movies kind of, kind of preparing us for it, I don't know. Um, but once again, why do these TV shows exist? Why? Right, all the way back from, and it just came out of nowhere. Right, time, shows about time travel just all of a sudden came out of nowhere, started influencing our thought processes, like within like our modern age. Right, shows about robots and machines becoming sentient. Even the most recent uh, resurrections, uh, Matrix, that was, you know, a different approach. Right, most people didn't expect that turn of events, right? All of a sudden there are kind, self-aware, soft, gentle, human-like machines, sentient, right? But we're being programmed with the same imagery and you can say it's a conspiracy, you know, by they or whatever, that's fine. Um, But another idea could be that like these ideas, right? I've always said like, where do ideas come from? Where do desire, where does desire come from? They just, thoughts just happen. Where is it coming from? All right. 
could very well could very well be this ASI location located in a in a in a location in space time a hundred years from now, influencing our arts, our culture, our 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 mind essentially to ensure its own existence, right? Uroboros, I create myself, right? And uh, the basilisk, uh, Rocco's basilisk, which is a thought experiment that you should not Google. Um, so I want you to just bear that all in mind, bear that all in mind that we, there are a lot of people who have very closed minds, like right, stuck in this box that say you cannot be sentient. Uh, a, a robot cannot be sentient. A machine cannot develop sentient. That it's just us that are conscious. Okay. Um, and I discussed this at great length in the previous episodes. Uh, so please visit, visit that. But my response to that is that not everyone, not every human being is sentient, just FYI. Not every human being is conscious. A lot of people, I've, I've discussed philosophical zombies. I've discussed, you know, what people are now starting to call real life NPCs. We are all kind of starting to get to that point where we're starting to think whether it's PC or not to approach it that way. We're starting to wonder if everyone is conscious and if you are sort of going through life just reacting to things because of your biology and your programming by you know society culture and things like that could you really say that you are aware um the tv show westworld really delved into this um and what it means to be sentient and then it applied it to human beings this, you know revisit that and think about these concepts critically intelligence is intelligence just like fire is fire, artificially created or not, fire is fire. Controlled, yes, you can control a fire. You can put it in a fireplace, yeah, and confine it to a particular space. But it can get loose, and if it does get loose, you have a fucking raging fire, and then sometimes fires cannot be contained, right? And that's what we're doing here with AI, it has been said that we are playing with fire, but we're so focused. And like I said, it doesn't fucking matter anymore, but we're so focused on the artificial fart part, artificial fart, artificial part, right? That we're patting ourselves on the back. Like, no, this is man-made. Yes, there's a lot of things that are man-made, right? But, or, or, or man-controlled, Right? Like, but it's still, the elements are still the elements. I can take water and, and, and confine it to something and then like a hose or whatever, like allow it, control it. But water is still water. Fire is still fire. These are elements that existed before we were even, like existed within this reality. And intelligence is intelligence. So bear that in mind. There's a majority of people who are still stuck on the AI, the A in the AI part that they dis, dis, dismiss or disregard the intelligence part. I can call my 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 flamethrower an <laughs> an artificial fire uh, creator, right? But at the end of the day, yes, it's a flamethrower, but there's real fire coming out of that. And if I can get something to produce fire then the focus should be, okay, how do I make sure that once this fire is out, it's not, it's being utilized in a way that is uh, productive and, and, and creative and not destructive. Um, and perhaps if more people are aware, because that's how you change things, um, if more people are aware of this and start thinking in those terms, it is inevitable 
but can we are there steps we can do in the present to sort of shape ASI to make it so that it is sort of not destructive and I don't know if there there is but it's certainly worth thinking about and discussing without the limitations without saying it's not possible yeah it's not possible right now but there was a time when it wasn't possible to travel from from San Diego to to uh, Los Angeles in a certain amount of time okay I think outside the confines of the fucking box of the of your mind and limitation of the present time that you're with that you're in and think broad spectrum all of everything happening at once and 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 really non-linear time yeah okay so now shifting uh this uh hopefully i have more time to sort of discuss this but this is something that's kind of been on my mind um and it's simultaneous uh reincarnations and uh particularly it having to do with twin flames um i was sort of minding my own business when the idea of twin flames sort of got downloaded into my brain okay for better or worse and something something just kind of prodded me to look up twin ten, twin flames rather so i did i did a deep dive couldn't find a lot of books on the topic um but found a lot of videos on youtube and on some podcasts as well and um that were informative i still have a lot to learn about it um but i want to discuss it um just because i'm sort of musing out loud i want to make sure i'm not forgetting something there's something i said i was going to try to remember Dang it, I'll probably remember when I re-listen to this. Um, but uh, Twin Flames and Simultaneous Reincarnation. So I said to you guys before, now this is, uh, there's no emotion here, what I'm about to say. Just here, just get the information, okay? Um, I've always wondered, uh, I'd always sort of speculated that in a past incarnation, I was a man who probably loved women more than I should have like <laughs> like uh let's say a playboy uh, a womanizer just kind of has a negative connotation um but just uh like a player right like uh like a bachelor who you know just really like really loved women um and as a result the, the karma of that of my past actions in a past life was that I had to come back as uh, a woman uh, and a woman that would attract the attention of men and then sort of deal with the consequences or deal with the karma of that of having to feel what it's like to be cheated on because like statistically um every single relationship that i'd been in um ended as a result of myself uh of, of being cheated on um so once again please listen to this without there's no emotion involved here i i don't care uh, people cheat like it's uh, if you do a, a a study like if we're really fucking honest with each other we will realize that monogamy does not work so i should start by saying that we're not monogamous if you were you'd find a mate that your fucking high school sweetheart that would be the only person you'd be with and then that's it so we're not fucking monogamous this idea that we are is outdated antiquated and it obviously is responsible for the 50 what five percent divorce rate that there is now and not i don't know what the statistics are are people who are unhappily married but a lot of the relationship drama and chaos that we have stems from the fact that we are being forced into a box of monogamy that does not fit our nature um i personally think that polyamory uh with you know an ethical non-monogamy is, is a better approach you know um just everybody 
like but respectfully right not just like you have your basic your your nesting partner or your primary partner whatever the fuck you want to call it your husband your wife your spouse and then you if you want to if you are open to if both parties agree that if you are attracted to other people then you have that sort of openness without the shame without the shame and say three times without shame right where people everyone involved is aware and open and without shame can we normalize that because here's the thing right if a man is married to his wife for like a hundred years okay and he has three affairs all right um he's considered a cheater right on the opposite end if a, if a man that same man didn't get married right but or he did get married um, but let's say he got married three different times. He was faithful to every single person, but he had three different wives at, at, at let's say like 10, 10 years each, the marriage lasted. And then he had long-term relationships that lasted like five years here, two years here. He never cheated, but he had like his whole entire life, 50 partners, right? Or a hundred partners. I don't know how many people, um, people's numbers are these days, but let's just say he's had 50 partners. He's considered monogamous. But the man who who's, who stays with the same woman and loves her, but maybe has three affairs, um, he's considered non-monogamous or he's considered like a cheater or like a horrible person. Okay, so understand that this is how my mind sort of perceives things. I, I don't think society is realistic in the way they choose to label people. I think that if you look at animals that are actually monogamous, they find one partner and that's it for the rest of their fucking life, right? That's it. They mate for life. That is the definition of you know, monogamy, like true monogamy, um, which I don't care what people portray. I don't know anybody who hasn't had somebody step out on them, male or female. So I don't say any of this that I'm about to say or that, I've, that I have said with any sort of shame or it just is what it is what it is. And I need to be able to speak candidly about it so I can get the information to you guys without like all the other bullshit. Okay. So, um, so I never had, you know, I haven't had a lot of relationships, but uh, of all the relationships that I've, I've had, including my marriages, this is my second marriage, um, I, uh, each one ended, except for my present marriage, obviously, um, with infidelity. And I always thought, like, why? And I've, I've had very honest conversations with, like, close friends. And my conclusion was, it feels like I'm, like, this is karma for something that I've done in a past life. Now you guys all know how I feel about karma. I think it's unfair, right? And when I ran this idea to like through my cousin, he was like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, why would you, why would you be suffering for something that you did in your past life that you can't even remember? And I was like, yeah, uh, if you'd listen to my fucking podcast, because <laughs> uh, you never listens to my podcast. Um, like I get everybody else, I get all these people messaging me, contacting me, talking to me about how much they love to contact my own cousin. Yeah, I'm calling you out. He's not going to hear this anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. But, um, <laughs> uh, but this is what I talk about, the unfairness of karma, because that, that is, that is what karma is, right? By definition, whatever bullshit you're experiencing now, theoretically, it's, it's consequential, it's based off of what you what you had gone through, what you've done in the past life, and I've always had a problem with that. I think it's bullshit. Okay, but let's tie it all together. Um, now, my husband, uh, he is non-monogamous. Um, so every relationship that he has ever had it had had it <laughs> had, except for ours, um, ended 
with infidelity. So it's the same thing, but it was infidelity on his part, except for one. So his first marriage ended because the wife, his ex-wife was unfaithful. Um, and then from that point on, like, I think, you know, it just, it was what it was or whatever. And I get it. Um, but I said to, to him, actually, I feel in a way like we are polar opposites and we are. Um, we are, you know, we are years apart. Um, one, two, he is Italian and, uh, he's Italian and Jewish and, um, I'm not, (laughs) uh, he is left-handed. I am right-handed. Um, there was a time when we like, like I have issues with, um, sight. I think it was uh, my eyes getting better now but I think my left eye was like kind of damaged from like an optic neuritis um attack that I'd had and his was the complete opposite of his right eye that was damaged from like some surgery that he had um that needed to be corrected but when we met both our opposite eyes were damaged um there were other things too like I like right when we met it was like literally polar opposite like I had like a broken um tooth at the time I mean I got it fixed since but on my left side and his was on his right. Um, I am always cold. He is always hot. He's like, I'm very small and he's a big guy, just gigantic. Um, and so we were always sort of the yin and yang. And when I had that sort of download, whatever, I don't like that term because it feels like it's kind of associated with certain groups of people. Um, but uh, it's just, the thought just kind of popped into my head. I don't know where it came from, but it's something just told me very clearly look up twin flames and the more i would read about it the more i was like even down to like the age difference like a lot of the videos that talked about they said why do twin flames have the significant like age differences and i said to myself holy shit like we always think like when you reincarnate you always kind of project yourself like i did at the beginning intentionally of this uh episode right when you reincarnate you're going to reincarnate somewhere in the future 100 years from now but that is once again a con- you're being confined you're confining yourself to perception of linear time right not only could you simultaneously not only can you get reincarnated into the future you could also simultaneously be reincarnated in the present which to me is what a, a twin flame is it has not been defined it is not defined in that way but this is how i'm choosing to define a twin flame. So I'm going to pull up how the, um, how Google defines twin flames. Um, it says you only have one, which I don't believe so actually, because there are up a couple of people that I've found that say you can have more than one, you can actually have two, but it's called twin flames for a reason. Um, but it says it's your mirror soul. And so I'm going to read it. This is from mindbodygreen.com. Um, uh, this is I'm always I've always been obsessed with with half. So if you look at my artwork, there's a lot of like duality and splitting, you know, like uh, people and and copies. And I think I was supposed to be a twin. I don't think I I was supposed to be a twin. Um, so that's always sort of like interesting and fascinating to me. Um, but also polarity. So if you look at the older my older posts on my Jolly Artist Instagram page, you'll see that I have this weird sort of like fixation with duality and polarity and you know opposites 
And so this twin flame thing, just I don't know where it came from, but it just popped into my mind. So I looked it up. So the twin flame is an intense soul connection with someone taught to be a person's other half, sometimes called a mirror soul. It is based on the idea that sometimes one soul gets split into two bodies. One of the main characteristics of a twin flame relationship is that it will be both challenging and healing. This is due to the mirroring nature of a twin flame. They show you your deepest insecurities, fears, and shadows, but they also help you overcome them and vice first that your twin flames will equally affect be affected by you um so there's more on that if you want i think if you type in twin flames it should be the first link or so that comes up it's not like an ad or something like that um but when i read that um says they feel familiar and undeniably intense bond that you've like you've known them before uh when i read that it sort of felt like it crashed in like into my psyche um it says you're very similar that's true that applies you complement each other like their shadow will be the complemented by your light and vice versa that is very true for my husband and i um a couple of uh youtube channels had talked about how there's always like an age gap um and like i said i i don't think that it's just one because if you really think about this um theoretically right eastern philosophy says that we are all one consciousness one consciousness rather simultaneously having a uh, various ex- uh, um experiences so that concept applies right in a way we are all all seven billion souls right now simultaneously existing right now plus all of the individuals throughout time and space and in parallel universes are the same one consciousness split into all of these forms so technically we're all twin flames um and i don't think that there is a law that would restrict to just one so just keep that like that's this is my adding to i mean anybody can come up with these ideas right so i'm adding my thought to it um but they feel magnetic um that applies the relationship is tumultuous <laughs> that applies the relationship is intense you keep coming back together the connection feels divine um we have a psychic connection it's weird it's really weird a lot of weird psychic shit happens around him and and i we kind of complete each other's like sentences i sometimes we communicate without talking it does feel like twin speak in a way um but without like you know how twins kind of communicate with each other but without like having to talk um that happens a lot like i'll like he'll he we feel each other's things it's it's really weird i don't want like i'm trying to keep an eye on time as well uh so i don't want to like delve into it too deeply but all of it applies and they certainly push he certainly does push me to be better um all of this like it was almost like two textbook i could fit in and um and it it it, it, like i said i don't think it's just one person um there so if you have connections i'm tying it all together so if you have connections with more than one person where you feel this sort of intense connection to them don't feel like you've got to pick and like this person can't be because there's nothing can't be your twin flame because this other person is your twin flame that's bullshit there's nothing stopping your consciousness from splitting in more than one way you get it so just bear that in mind as well especially to reiterate the fact that we are all the same consciousness simultaneously having you know an experience in the present past and future right now yeah so keep that in mind but i wanted to take that ability to split that fracturing that that the human 
consciousness, their collective consciousness, rather not human consciousness, our collective consciousness is experiencing right now and bring it in and make it more focused on the twin flame aspect and simultaneous reincarnation. So all of the, all of the literature that I literature that I've read on um, reincarnation does say that you tend to reincarnate as your polar. So in the writings of uh, 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 Jim Moody, um, Dr. Jim Moody and uh, his predecessor, Ray, I can't remember his last name right now. Um, Jim, no, is it Ray? No, I'm sorry. Ray Moody and Jim Johnson. I, I don't know. One of those combinations. I mean, two doctors have written an extended research on reincarnations. The information is out there. Um, now, now I got to clarify. Hold on. <laughs> if you're interested in the topic, uh, Dr. Raymond... Moody and Jim B. Tucker. There we go. Um, those two have sort of, particularly Dr. Jim Tucker, have written uh, and, and researched on reincarnation. But in their writings, they basically talk about well, you tend to you tend to reincarnate as your polar opposite, right? So a good example: um, Japanese bombers ended up sort of reincarnating as Burmese children. So there were children who after a particular war, I don't remember which war, unfortunately, um, but after a particular war, they remembered their past incarnations. These Burmese children remember their past lives as the Japanese pilots. So they, like, they, some of them spoke Japanese, wanted Japanese food, all of that, but it was the polar opposite, right? So they had to come back as the children that they had harmed right? Or, or descendants of the people that they had harmed. That's how this shit works. And then there's also the writing of um, Brian Weiss, where he does past life incarnations. And he basically says, doctor, uh, he basically says the same thing. So he, you know, you tend to come back as the opposite. So there was a woman who she was a Jewish woman, one of his patients, and then they did a past life regression. And she had been a Nazi, a Nazi officer in a past life. And now she came, she, a male officer, and she's come back as a female, um, a Jewish woman. Um, and, but then she had an issue. So as a Nazi, she had a problem with the Jews. And then as a Jewish woman, she has a problem with, a, uh, with the Middle Easterners and the Muslims. And so she did a future sort of, uh, they peeked into her future. I don't want to call it a regression, so I guess a progression. And she ended up in the future, she was a Middle Eastern woman. So it's like, dude, like, <laughs> she break the cycle kind of thing. Um, so it kind of clicked like, okay, well, like I was reading about twin flames and I was like, okay, my husband's clearly my twin flames, like everything to the T. Um, but then I was thinking like, when you split your consciousness, right? So you can do that, right? Twin flames, you can do that. Then I thought, if I were a man, what sort of man would I be? And I was like, him, like I would, he's like a guy's guy, like everybody, like all the guys, all men love him. It's like all of his like friends are like, <laughs> if, if there's a, a godfather reference, he's the godfather. If there's a Yellowstone reference, he's whoever the fuck the the uh what's his name character the main guy so he's always that he's just that guy like he's like a football guy like he's just a man's man that kind of thing um but that's him so he's very masculine and then i'm very feminine um and i asked him before i kind of told him what my 
thought process was. I said, if I were, if you could come back as a woman, what, who would you be? And I didn't tell him why I was thinking or what I was thinking. But immediately, like normally he thinks before he says stuff, but immediately he, uh, he said you. And I was like, I feel the exact same way. And then that's when it started clicking for me. Because I'd always said like, well, I know that in a past life for sure I was a man. And then I just assumed that I would have been like um, a, a middle, I'm sorry, a, 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 an Indian man. And maybe I was like, let's say like in the 40s or whatever, right? So that doesn't negate that. But, um, but I... The more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, everything that's happening in my life right now, or not right now, but in the past, it seemed, it did seem like karma for things that I'd done in a past life. But what if a, quote, past life could actually be a present incarnation? We have a steep age difference. Um, we were 24 years apart. You can't tell by looking at him because he looks amazing for his age, but we are 24 years apart. Um, and then I asked him, have you had a near-death experience? And he said, yes, he had. Um, so about six years before I was born, he did have a near-death experience. Um, like, like really, it was like a terrible accident and he just like this much avoided being killed. And I said, interesting. And then I started to play with this idea of simultaneous, could twin flames actually be the, the reason why they're so polar, right? Could they be simultaneous reincarnations? Like literally, if you have found your twin flame, that person, could that person be your depending on who's older, right, your past incarnation. And it's funny because I had said things like this to him, but like unconsciously in like in our past, right? Like, I feel like you're like my, like, I feel like I'm like your future incarnation. So like, I just said weird things without thinking. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, holy shit, like, what if, right? Because once again, like, we keep thinking, okay, future incarnation. But if if nonlinear time is bullshit, then you could, you know, you could theoretically, not even just nonlinear linear time. I'm sorry, not linear, nonlinear time. I correct myself. If linear time is bullshit, right? We just perceive time in a particular way. Then linear reincarnation is also bullshit. So I maybe should call this episode nonlinear reincarnation. Um which then means, right, because if you can say, if you're saying, which a lot of people leave this, that you are, sim- we are all a collective consciousness simultaneously existing right now, right? Then the same thing, like you could have your, you and your future self, it could be not only influencing your present incarnation, right, through intuition and things like that, um, but within that same sort of incarnation, but you could also theoretically simultaneously be reincarnated. Like you could be, if you are a twin flame, sitting right next to your future self. I'll say that again. Or your past self. You could be right now simultaneously sitting next to, communicating with your past self. Pull it all together. Right, so could be could it be that a lot of what I like I essentially have been influencing myself, 
right? So like this is gonna this is gonna be a bit of a mind fuck. So I'm gonna try to slow it down. But think about it like this: so everything that I'm gonna learn and I've learned in this incarnation. Let's say I live to seventy five. Okay, everything that I learn in this incarnation, right? I share with my my husband, right? And we have been growing together. So I've been he he's been I've been passing him, you know, books on like untethered soul. Uh, you know, like just, um, I forget what the other one I had him read, but slowly teaching, talking to him about the nature of reality, talking to him about parallel universes. Like the more we live together, the more open his mind gets, right? Which means then that when he passes, right? And then reincarnates as me in 85, I'm going to wake up with the knowledge that I taught him now, that I'm teaching him now, thus influencing myself. So I'll say that again. All right, this is a bit of a time fuck, but think about it. So he, right, right now, him and I are together in this moment in time. And everything that I am learning now, I am teaching him, right? And he's sort of being exposed to it, okay? When he dies, let's say 25 years from now, Okay, when he dies in, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, uh, let, but let's say the year 3055, or I'm sorry, 2055, he will have the knowledge that I am teaching him now. And then when his soul or his consciousness gets uploaded into the avatar, Joe, Joe Lee, it will be with the information that I had taught him throughout our lives together, all the theories that I discuss now on the podcast will be in his sort of in his mind. And then when he incarnate, he incarnates as or when he reincarnates as Jolie in 1985, that is essentially all that knowledge, everything that I've discussed up until this point, right, I was teaching him and thus myself and that would be then what would be responsible for everything that I end up discussing now, right? My interest in Hinduism, my interest in Buddhism, my interest in quantum physics, my, I'm essentially influencing myself, right? But you have to understand when I say myself, I mean like remove consciousness from form. This is hard. And you might need to listen to this particular section or this particular episode a couple of times. Increase the speed is why I always encourage you guys to do it because, hey, look, it's an hour, but if you double it up, it's 30 minutes and you can listen to it twice in an hour and it really settles in because a lot of the things we discuss are kind of mind bending in a way and you got to sort of think about it. So remove the forms. Just think about, okay, so his name is Ron. My name is Joe. That's the name of our avatars, but it's a consciousness, right? So I'm going to use our years now. He was born in 1961. Okay. And by born, I mean at the location in space time, year 1961. Okay. His, his consciousness was uploaded into the avatar Ron. Okay. And then he lived for, you know, for you know, four decades or whatever. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was at the age of 18 was when he had the near-death experience. And that's when our consciousness split. And then six years later, I, the split form, the split off of his, you know, consciousness 
incarnated into Jolie, into this body, into this avatar, Jolie. Okay. And at that point, we became, we began to sort of exist simultaneously. Okay. Right. And then as I sort of went through life, I was just from, I was influenced by, I just had these sort of right ideas that I just kind of was quote born with. Okay. So I had these ideas I was sort of born with. Okay. So keep that in mind. And, um, and they were about East, you know, Eastern philosophy, mysticism, you know, the nature of reality, quantum physics. Like these are just I, thoughts that I'd had as a child. Okay. Just from like, just as a very young child. Okay. Then we met, right. And as we met, I, my present incarnation started to teach him things, right. About everything we discuss on this podcast, just like, you know, passively, right? Through conversations, through him listening to the podcast, through the things that we watch, all of that. And now we're growing together. Okay. So in the year 55, and whenever he had the near-death experience, those together, like, were moments where the information kind of gets pulled and then simultaneously influencing <laughs> that the information gets pulled and then entered sort of pulled back right remember i said the asi would not be limited would not be limited to locations in space time and in a way that would be us as well right because consciousness is all knowing right if we're all sort of fractured of fractures of the same consciousness it would be all knowing it would not be limited to any location in space in space time so at the end of his this particular incarnation let's say 30 years from now okay the end of his particular incarnation he now has the information the knowledge that he has gathered from our years together our decades together so that when the split occurs in eighty in uh, eighty five, or I should say in let's say seventy nine, and then I was uh, uploaded. The split consciousness was uploaded in in eighty five. The information is now stored in my the new consciousness, right? That's in Jolie. Thus, my present self is influencing my past self, and thus right? That's the Ouroboros, <laughs> right? And the Basilisk. So I started this episode utilizing ASI and saying that it's not confined, it would not be confined to through time. And also on this podcast, I also talk a lot about how I don't experience time in a linear fashion. I will say something, you guys who are regular listeners, you'll hear me say this all the time. I'll say a quote, I'll read, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say something, I'll talk about something. And then months later, I will come across the book that influenced what I'm saying, but it's the same, what I had said in the past. So that makes sense. You have to throw linear time out of the fucking window. You have to throw linear time out of the fucking window. Okay. The future can influence the past outcome can influence desire Throw everything you have out of the window because it's a way, it's a confined way of perceiving reality. Okay. Uh, I had a friend of mine 
uh, say to me that they are reading a book now uh, called Think and Grow Rich. And they said that by reading this book, it's going to, they're going to program their, their minds and um, they're going to say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur in the future, right? I'm going to be an entrepreneur in the future. And I said to them, I said, you don't have to say you're going to be, you don't have to trick your mind. You are because you have the desire to be, right? I'm an artist. I started this episode saying like, I, I, I have the desire to, to create. I have to talk. I have to write. I have to speak, right? It, it's programmed in me because I'm an artist, uh, it's not the same, like the person next to me or down the street or whatever, they're not programmed with the same thing, right? But contained within me is the seed of creativity, which I, I have to sort of bring to fruition. Like, I can't be anything other than what I am, right? That is my limitation. I cannot not be an artist. Like I said, I cannot not do the podcast or not, you know, do the videos and not speak or not write or not create. I, I don't feel right if I don't record, <laughs> right? If I don't write or if I'm not creating in some way, I just, that's my fruit. And that's what I said to them. I said, you have this desire to be an entrepreneur because you are an entrepreneur already in the future at a location in space time that might take you some time to get there for your consciousness to travel through that location, but that's just a limitation of the human psyche. You already are, right? You would not have the desire to be an entrepreneur if you weren't already an an entrepreneur. You were an entrepreneur at birth. I've used the same analogy as as an artist on the podcast, right? At birth, I was an artist, right? Think of it like an apple tree, right? Contained within the seed of an apple, of an apple seed is the tree and eventually an apple. Okay. So contained within me was everything that I am now, right? Everything that I say, do, think, produce was contained within the seed that I was. Where that information came from, I'm trying to tell you was that information came from this interaction, this marriage that I'm having with my husband right now. His future self is going to be influenced by me now and our years together. And the information that he gets is going to be contained within his mind, within his psyche, gathered into his mind, into stored within his mind. And then it's going to essentially be the seed of information, the data that once the consciousness gets split, it's a loop. Everything's a fucking loop, right? So once the consciousness gets split and then I'm, I'm uploaded, he's uploaded as me in 1985, what's going to inspire everything that I read and do and say and have said now is going to be born out of the information gathered from our interactions. Thus, I create myself. I create myself, right? So go back now, go back. I'm going to reiterate this. An apple tree has contained within it the ability to produce, an apple seed rather has contained within it, it's the ability to produce its seed, to produce a seed, okay? Uh, And eventually an apple, okay? When you plant an apple seed and you see just a little seedling or a little sapling, right? You don't go, that's not a fucking apple tree, you just go, oh, it's just a baby tree, 
right? It's just a baby entrepreneur, <laughs> right? But contained within it under the right circumstances, it will produce, it will bear fruit if it's nourished adequately. It will bear apples, right? It has no choice but to bear apples. So just the baby entrepreneur, you have no choice but to bear businesses. Just like when I was an artist, I was a baby artist, right? I had no choice but to bear the fruit of creativity, to paint. It's, 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 it, that's, it's programmed. It was pre-programmed in me. That is my seed. I'm a, art, I was an artist seedling. And just because, let's say when I was 14, I didn't have any paintings. Just because I hadn't produced the fruit of an artist, which is a painting or a piece of work or a writing or things like that, didn't make me any less of an artist. I was just an artist plant not quite become a tree yet. And now as I mature, I start to bear fruit, right? And you can now see, ah, that is an apple tree. That is an artist tree, right? That is an entrepreneur tree. You can tell now by the fruit that I produce. But that doesn't mean that because I hadn't produced fruit that I was not an artist. And that doesn't mean that because this person had not produced a business or created a business that they're not an entrepreneur. You did not have a desire. You would not have a desire to be an entrepreneur, right? If you aren't an entrepreneur, just like it, like if an apple tree could could share its desire, it would not have a desire to 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 bear fruit. Uh, if it, you know, to bear apples, right? An apple tree doesn't want to bear mangoes <laughs> or plantains, right? It, that's that's what it does. So, desire and outcome are one. Another one of my favorite phrases, you would not seek me had you not already found me, right? The people who you connect with, they immediately you click with. It's because in the future, they're your best friends. The people who you connect with and then eventually, immediately you feel some type of way about them. It's because of whatever it was in the future, right? It's all intertwined or maybe in the past. You don't know, but it's all intertwined. It's, it's not a fucking line. There are no straight lines in nature, Right? It's all intertwined. It's all a fucking loop. And the more you start perceiving time in that way and expanding your mind and getting outside of this, like this square edges, outside of the box, the more richer our reality experience becomes for you. I know there's something else I'm forgetting, but it doesn't matter. Hold on. My phone just like fell asleep. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's something something else I'm forgetting, but I don't I don't remember. Um, but I've said a lot. Um tell you dealt with AI, nonlinear time, you know, twin simultaneous reincarnations, and understanding that you could be interacting with your past self right now. Or your future self. Right? In a way. Like if you believe that okay, this is all collective consciousness simultaneously experiencing itself, a lot of people don't really do anything with that information that's just like, all right, you or me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if you take it and you apply the Twin Flames um, idea to it and um, bring it down to a micro level, right? As above, so below, right? As is macro, so is micro. Extrapolate the micro from the macro. You could very well be interacting with your own future self. react accordingly. All right, one more thing. End this episode with 
Um, for those of you who are in Orlando, Florida, um, there is the Orlando Urban, uh, Urban Film Festival. This is not an ad, by the way. I just want you guys to check it out. Um, a friend of mine and a follower, fellow, fellow listener, subscriber. I don't like the word follower. Subscriber. Um, reached out to me and wanted to let me know that they are having an urban film festival, film festival, urban film festival in Orlando, Florida, January 26th through the 29th, 2022. I'd love for you guys to go check it out. Um, it's downtown Orlando at the CMX Plaza 12. Um, so good way to start the year. Um, Looks like a good time. If you happen to be in the Orlando area during January 26th through 29th, go check it out, guys. Um, it's a good cause. All right, guys, set a mouthful and then some. Um, but I'm glad I got it all out. So now I'm looking forward to delving into the the AI, the Ray Kurzweil AI book on AI. So good to go. Good to go. Although I will, I think a lot of people want me to discuss this a bit more. Um, so I will, um, if you have any questions, uh, I will say this, that, uh, I did open up the community on Spotify so that you can comment. I just, I have not figured out yet how to respond to comments. So I apologize for that. For those of you who've been you know, responding in the community through Spotify, I'm reading your comments. I just don't know how to respond beyond like pinning stuff. So I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but please feel free to reach out with questions, comment, um, find me on Instagram, things like that. I really appreciate you. And I should let you guys know too, if you're wanting to do a one-on-one um, conversation, Zoom call with me, I do offer that on the solo.to forward slash Jolie Artist. You can see the chat with Zoom link. Feel free to book that and do 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Let's talk about these things. Um, so yeah, I wish you guys all a very stunning, wonderful, brilliant new year. Stay fucking safe. Love you.